Hey everyone, John with Of All the Podcasts in the World. And just a quick FYI before this week's episode, there are a few intermittent spots where we had some technical difficulties with GarageBand, so um, there's just a a few spotty uh, parts in the episode that you might notice, but uh, just look past that. It's uh, It's not too bad. And uh, Anchor, what we usually record with, was down for maintenance. Um, when we tried to uh, start this episode, we had, so we had to switch to GarageBand. So uh, just so you know, it won't be like this each week. And uh, remember to uh, rate and review us on uh, whatever podcasting platform you choose. Um, it's definitely really easy on Apple Podcasts. So uh, give us a rating, review, uh, anything helps. Uh, that way we can uh, keep making the podcast better and we won't have these technical difficulties. Uh, so thanks, everyone, again. Hope you enjoy. Happy post-holidays, so John and everyone. The holidays are over. Yeah. And it, it's time to think about what a great year 2018 was. Yeah, it's January. It's a time of reflection. <laughs> yes, exactly. And New Year's resolutions. Resolutions to see more movies this year than I saw last year. Mm, oh, yes. And, nice. And yeah. <laughs> maybe hit the gym. Do a couple extra yeah, maybe. curls. Maybe a couple times a year, go to the gym. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A couple times extra. Yeah, right. That's uh, twice more than last year, so yeah. whatever, whatever works. All we're doing is yeah, reflecting so, uh, over here. Yeah. Um, this is a uh, this a reflecting episode on, uh, on 2018 and uh, some of our favorite movies from the year. And, top 10 uh, to be exact yes another top 10 episode our last top 10 episode was about three hours long and yeah. that was like our our lawrence of arabia uh <laughs> top 10 episodes <laughs> the lawrence of arabia of podcasts wow <laughs> and yeah i didn't know you thought saying. so highly about it <laughs> <laughs> that was someone else said that it wasn't even me yeah yeah hopefully uh, one day our podcast the... is in 70 millimeter <laughs> 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 now i'd pay to see that that's for sure yeah so uh so luke and i put together our top 10 movies of 2018 which we'll be doing in this episode and uh, and maybe at the end we'll talk about some of the the movies we're looking forward to in 2019 too. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, this will be a top ten. And uh, I don't know about you, Luke, but I didn't see every movie that came out this year. So I, I there may be some good either. ones I, not on my yeah, list. <laughs> it was difficult to see every movie. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even see every movie at the film festival. So um, <laughs> we missed so many. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We talked about how many yeah. we saw, but the thing we didn't talk about is how many we missed. <laughs> actually, there's even more actually, that we didn't see. There's probably 20 minutes where we discussed the movies we wish we could have seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All the movies that are getting all this awards buzz now, and we we missed them at the festival. But uh, there's always next year. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, so let's get right into. Yeah, I don't know. Should we? Yeah, we should get, right, get right into, into it. The top ten. Nice. Let's do it. Uh, number ten, Luke. I will. Uh, I'll give you the honors of uh, starting us off. Wow, you're you'll concede to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm very generous. I'm feeling very generous. Wow. Right now in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um. So 
my first film is uh, Eighth Grade, Bo Burnham's movie. His first feature film as a director. Um, did I don't know if you saw it. Were you? Uh, see, this is one of those where I uh, I didn't see it. Even yesterday, I was like, oh, I should like I should see if Eighth Grade streaming to watch that before we do our episode. But because uh, I feel like it's one that would have made my list, but I have not seen Eighth Grade yet. Okay, yeah, I saw it um, yeah. at the landmark in. Uh, Lincoln Park, and Bo nice. Burnham was actually there afterwards to um, no way. answer questions. Yeah, so it was quite a great night. Um, we, I just wa- That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I watched the film, and I really hadn't seen anything like it before, and immediately after, you're just blown away. He, um, he just comes out and gives um, very... Um, and he's very open and gives very... Um, fresh insight mm-hmm. to what we just saw yeah it was a great great night i must say great night it's an awesome way to like just experience seeing that for the first time too is like when he's there yeah right uh it was my favorite movie for like a little while like a, a long time and it's probably like um nice. the movie out of my whole like while it's um technically the last on this top 10 list um it's definitely the one I probably relate to the most uh, personally. And so, and like, even though it's maybe, there are some films maybe I left out of the top 10 that are better than it, but I still kept it mm-hmm. in the top 10 just because of how uh, personal it was to me. Um, yeah, if anyone's like, if anyone has uh, experienced uh, middle school anxiety problems at all, which is. Um, almost probably most kids these days you will relate incredibly to this movie and it it, uh, captures that in a very real way that i've never seen a movie do yeah it captures Mm -hmm. um it's like middle school tension at its most uh at its most real um yeah and i loved it yeah i feel like i've um i mean i've only heard good things about it. i used to love bo burnham's uh, youtube videos back in the day um so i really wanted to see it just because of that and then i feel like it resonated with a lot of people like in our generation yeah just absolutely. because it definitely seems just relatable um to just going through middle school in general yeah not maybe not being like the most popular person and everything like that um so yeah that's definitely ah uh, yeah yeah i'm glad it's in your top 10 because that gives me more motivation to go and see oh it, yeah you so. should watch it yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those films. I heard the girl, and it's really good, yeah, too. It was, yeah, she's never really been in anything before, either. And um, what's crazy about it is I got into Bo Burnham when I was in eighth grade. Um, like, his YouTube <laughs> videos, you know. I, you might have, yeah. as well. Like, when you first saw mm-hmm. his, like, uh, silly songs, like, I was in eighth grade, and that's when I was laughing at yeah. him. Yeah. And, like, I, and I yeah, kind of... that was of, when you could still get big on YouTube. Yeah, and kind of after that, I took a break from, like, I didn't, I wasn't following his career as much, and then this movie came out, and I was like, oh, yeah, him, like, that guy mm. who used to be on YouTube and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm Bo-Yo. Yeah, hey, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so much good stuff, yeah. Oh, that makes me want to watch those YouTube videos now, too. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, number 10, eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Your turn. Then I'll I'll go to uh to my number ten, which I actually just watched this morning. 
um Ooh, so it's it's very, very recent oh wow very recent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's uh leave no trace oh yes yes so, i've heard yeah um with uh ben foster right ben foster yeah, yeah. i uh so i've been um uh, leading up to this i've been watching a bunch of top 10 lists from um other sites and youtube channels and everything like that and this was one that kept um, popping up as either like an honorable mention or maybe made some people's lists. Um, and then I saw it was on Amazon Prime. So I uh, wanted to check it out without knowing much about it. And uh, and yeah, I feel like it's um, it's one of those where I, I'm really glad I watched it and um, it really like struck a chord with me. But at the same time, I don't want to watch it again because it was um, well, it's yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a slow burn, but um, at the same time, there's so many um, really deep elements in it that, uh, um, yeah, it's not it's not something I guess that I've really like experienced in my life, but I I feel like it uh, it added a good sense of um, it was very realistic towards you know maybe veterans in the current day and to sort of what they experience mentally and then. Um, also, you know, including their children with it. So basically, it's Ben Foster and his daughter live in seclusion in like the Oregon, um, you know, this Oregon forest um, on public land, and um, then they basically sort of have to assimilate back into society. And it's just it's really difficult for um, Ben Foster to get back into, um, you know, normal society after going through. Uh, you know, everything in the war and then um, just his daughter, all she knows really is, um, you know, from him. Um, but then they go, they have some differences once they come back into normal society and she realizes that, uh, you know, it, she acclimates a lot better with um, society than he does. And yeah, I don't know, it's just, a, it's a really like, um, I feel like it's a good case study on, right. in a way on, um, on PTSD in the modern day, pretty mm. much. Yeah, I've heard a lot um, of good things about it. I've actually been hearing things about it since uh, I was reading about um, the big films from Sundance last year, the ones that uh, mm. struck a chord, yeah. a chord the most with the audiences. So, like, I've I've wanted to see it for a while now. I think not, I just haven't uh, done it. I think it might be on Amazon. So I might. Yep, that's do, how I saw it. Do that. Amazon Prime. I feel bad, kind of plugging Amazon, but in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but yes, it's on. It's on Amazon, so we can watch it there. You know, it's easy. It's free. Yeah, it's the say whole what you will about Amazon. They you, have a lot of good. Yeah, you have access to a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's con- hey, Jeff Bezos it's is conv- going through a divorce now, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So we he's should, got some shit. Going we should on. really be easy. <laughs> Yeah, it's con- yeah, go it's, go easy on it's Amazon. Co- it's convenient, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Um, number ten, good stuff. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah. It's not one. Uh, yeah, again, it's not like a super. It's not a super happy, uplifting movie. I think before this went to number ten, I had Paddington Two there, oh, which wow. is a much more uh, so you, uh, you much cut, more happy go lucky movie. You cut out Paddington Two for this film. It, nice. I I cut out Paddington Two. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it's you know this is definitely a more uh, more important movie maybe, but at the same time Paddington Two, it's very lovable. So uh, that's an honorable. Maybe I'll go back now. <laughs> I take back everything yeah, I maybe, said. 
We're just going to cut all this out. Ben Foster was amazing, but he wasn't as amazing as that animated bear. Uh, so... <laughs> No, I'll I'll keep I'll keep leave no trace there. Yeah, so yeah, that's nice. my uh, that's my number ten. All right, well now on to my, number nine. My number nine, um, it's a film called Never Going Back, um, starring Maya Mitchell and Camila Marone. I don't know if you've ever heard of this film. I I think I've heard of it. I think I saw um, I probably actually saw something that you posted on Letterboxd reviewed on letterboxd and um yeah and then i saw that it's saw, streaming somewhere so i added it to yeah, my list the po- mm-hmm. it's on uh again amazon prime shout out to jeff bezos <laughs> and oh, this is sponsored by amazon prime yeah <laughs> no it's not <laughs> but yeah oh whoops <laughs> uh it's it's got the two stoned the stone girls on the cover um if you've ever seen that they're very young the young stone looking girls oh yeah yeah, yeah. they're they're both like like <laughs> just looking out of it um any anyway, yes yeah, so, no, and, and, and that, one yeah. of um i'm not sure wh- which one i believe it's uh uh camila marone is um she she i've how old is this girl uh, she's 22 years old, and she's um, dating Leonardo DiCaprio. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I found that out in real the life. Film. Yeah, in real life, not in the film. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so it's yeah. So they're both young, like you know, like it's it's about a movie about young girls, and um, they mainly what they want to do is uh. They want to get out of their uh, diner waitress job and go to the beach, basically, and <laughs> just, you know have live so, like a free life. Like the movie kind of plays off a lot of um, um, kind of like the male oppressive habits towards women and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, that's it, and it, it's a very funny film. Uh, like I laughed at it uh, so much, probably more than any other movie on my top ten list, which is why it's here. Wow, like, nice. like I've never seen. Um, there's few movies where girls are this funny, and wow, where they uh, where they capture the like the millennial humor at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. which is like, which is stuff I really like. Um, it, it like, and it does it so well and it, and it does have, um, quite a good emotional core and leaves you very satisfied at the end. It's a very beautiful movie. So I, I just kind of had to put it in my top 10. And nice. yeah, so I, I recommend it very much for anyone. who. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, seems like a lesser known one. Um, yeah, yeah, probably sounds like a good recommendation. Probably. I don't know if it was made outside the Hollywood system or not. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't really mm-hmm. know. Um, I forget what the the opening uh, titles showed with the companies. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, that's it's usually zone out during that, so don't have that information. Yeah right. Yeah, and I looked it up, and um, it looks like Kyle Mooney's in it too. Oh yes, you know yes, him? yes, yeah, absolutely on uh, SNL. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of him. Uh I mean he also like Bo Burnham has a lot of great YouTube videos. Um 
but uh, this is a this is a complete side note. But one of my favorite movies in recent years is Brigsby Bear, which uh, oh, which heard, Kyle Mooney yeah, is also is also in. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really funny, and it'll just make you kind of laugh at um the culture that our uh, generation has created. Uh, um, nice. Yeah. So is but, it like satirical about like not our to- no not hundred yeah it is at, in moments but. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I would. Yeah, but there's um empathy for these uh, for these girls and um, what they have to go through um, on a day to day basis. It's a lot of like nice. a lot of subjection and stuff like that. Like there's a scene in yeah. where they're in Walmart and the this guy's like this older um, man is like kind of like messing with them and saying that they're being immoral. And then there's a very mm-hmm. um, I would say Oscar worthy speech by uh, Maya Mitchell, where she goes off on this man, which uh, many people nowadays would appreciate. She wow. just kind of tells him off nice. and yeah, says he's full of shit and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never going back. Man, yeah. That's on my list. Definitely recommend it, John. You would love it. It's uh, you would laugh a lot at Sweet. it. Sweet. Sweet. I always love a movie that will make me laugh a lot. So yeah, now eighth grade and never going back. Both two, uh, two great recommendations. Um, I'm actually going to write that down quick. <laughs> All right. And then my number nine um, actually surprised me, but um, it's Hereditary. Ooh, yeah. Still haven't seen that. Have heard so many um, great things about it. Yeah, this is another one I've just seen in the past um, couple weeks, and as another one that I heard from uh, from many different lists that this was one of the best movies from last year. And I honestly, I guess I've heard that for months that it's been one of the best from 2018, and I've just been too scared to watch it because I'm not a I'm not a huge horror movie fan, um, and just even seeing the poster, I had no idea what the movie's about. But right. just seeing the poster, I'm I like, I don't really yeah, know what it's about either. It. I've just heard numerous times it's it's really good and really scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna say too much about it then because I went in like honestly knowing nothing about it. I haven't even seen the trailer or anything. And um, watching it, it was it was definitely scary, but it was also. Um, of all the movies I saw last year, one of those that just kept me like into it the entire time, and so many things happened throughout that I was, I was not expecting whatsoever. So, um, and it's not a typical like horror movie where it's just like there's just like jump scare after jump scare. It's more like tense moments and um, you know different things happening. Just yeah, all of a sudden that's the that type of stuff expecting. I like in horror movies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's definitely a really good horror thriller with some uh, like occult themes in there. Um, and yeah, I I really liked it. Another one I definitely probably won't watch again. But uh, yeah, I've heard it's uh, one that it's was so heavy. good. Yeah. It's a heavy watch. Definitely, it's really heavy, it's disturbing, and way heavier than way more heavy and disturbing than I thought it would be. Um, but also, I mean that that is another reason why it uh it made my list because it uh it all worked yes um, it was disturbing you know, it just... on that crazy of a level <laughs> yeah definitely and the act i mean the acting is great tony collette and um uh alex wolf 
kid from the Naked Brothers band back in the day. Uh, he's actually turned into a pretty good actor. Um, yeah, the, the whole family that it focuses on, they're all really great. Um, so, yeah, Hereditary. Nice. Yeah, my number nine. Good, good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I've heard. I, I've way overdue. I've been hearing so many things about it. Both my brother and sister are mm-hmm. super into this movie, and I'm not. I, oh, I'm nice. like you. I'm not like horror. I'm not like a obsessive horror fan or anything. And I'm not like trying to see that new horror movie either. But I like mm-hmm. horror movies that are like you know when they're at the top of the genre, and um, yeah, this, right. This seems like one of those as well. Like, I like Suspiria yeah, and Carrie and Halloween a lot because they're, like, known as the best. And that this seems like one of those where it's just, like, one of the best that's been made in a while. Totally, yeah. It's not – there's no, like, cheap scares or moments or anything. It's all um, – yeah, I mean, the story is really great, too. So it really it keeps you into it. It's not just, you know, a popcorn horror movie anything like that. Cool. All right, nice. I just had a thought out loud, and I want to bring it out there so we don't forget it. We should do a <laughs> um, like a top worst uh, podcast too. Oh my god! Yeah, because yeah, we're like, we should. yeah, because like we're talking so nicely about movies like on a regular basis. Like we could actually like you know like say like negative things you know or something like yeah yeah critique yeah critique do a good critique on some movies yeah, yeah. a good critique no definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so stay tuned for some uh some critiques well oh yeah we'll shit on movies <laughs> for a whole episode yeah <laughs> all right moving on to number eight i already know we're going to have to um uh hold off on this one um because my number eight is uh, a star is born oh yeah we're gonna have to wait for that one yeah Right. Yeah, so for the the listener at home, if uh, if we have one on both of our lists, we're gonna wait until it's on. Um, it's on the it's the highest. We're gonna on wait until it's list. mine yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> until it's my turn. <laughs> it's all <laughs> about me. Then it'll also be your turn. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So then we'll we'll share it. Yeah. So then we'll. Uh, I don't know. Then we won't just talk twice really long about the same movie. yeah i don't know <laughs> one after the yeah. other say the same thing over and over again who wants that <laughs> yeah right exactly all right i guess you could do okay, your so number you're number eight. eight number eight a star is born yes okay i think that's a great choice um and then my number eight is overlord i don't know what that which... is i was looking at your list um <laughs> earlier and i was like well i know all of these except for that one like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Overlord is this. So let let me tell you about Overlord. So basically, this is one I every now and then I'll go on YouTube and just look at movie trailers and spend like you know half an hour just looking at some movie trailers. And Overlord is one I just randomly saw, and I honestly I was like, ah, oh, this looks like a oh, really this dumb... is the J.J. Abrams produced film that you showed me a trailer for yeah it's like zombies in world war II, oh did i show i think you yeah exactly yeah it. so it's like um yeah i just stumbled upon it. i was like oh this looks kind of like a just one of those dumb movies that might be just like fun to watch you know and uh <laughs> it was definitely one of the um 
probably the most fun I've had in a theater watching a movie this year um, or last year, I guess. It's uh, yeah. So it's essentially it's a World War Two movie that turns into a like a Nazi zombie movie. Um, and it's uh, so I'll say this in the beginning. It's um, you know, it starts out very, very much a World War Two movie. It's it's D-Day uh, and honestly, some of the best um some of the best war movie scenes and set pieces were in the beginning of this in my opinion i it was incredibly tense um moments right from the start that you know gets you captivated into the moment uh and everything and it's not like a typical d-day like it's not the saving the same thing as saving private ryan anything like that you've seen a thousand times um and then from there it turns into essentially like a horror thriller murder mystery type thing. Um, it's murder mystery, I guess not really, but it's, it's essentially a mystery, um, too. And at the same time, it's almost like a video game in a movie. Um, and it's just kind of, it just kind of gets bonkers and off the wall. And, uh, um, yeah, it's it's funny in the sense where you're like, like not like a ton of jokes. You're like laughing at how ridiculous and crazy this is totally yeah but nice. at the same time i think i think it was really well done too um it's it's a really well done pop popcorn movie for sure um and it's definitely one that i could i could rewatch a lot and something about it just really i don't know i just really loved and uh and it definitely i could see why people think it's really stupid and they wouldn't like it i totally see that but um <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like a guilty pleasure, I guess. Right, um, right. Oh, I feel that. A, so yeah. a stupid movie making the top ten. Good for you. Yeah. That would have been like yeah. me with like, I don't know, maybe Fate of the Furious or something like that a few years back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, sounds fun. Yeah, see. It sounds good for our like generation since you're saying the video game Call of Duty aspect in a film. Yeah, it totally. It, it seemed like a video game uh, in a way. And it wasn't like they weren't just generic like zombies that you've you know seen in a ton of movies lately too they were more like you know the the germans are doing these crazy experiments on people um and they're turning into these insane like beasts because basically they're like trying to um you know they called the third reich like the thousand year um i can't even think of it i don't know basically they were going to be an empire that ruled for a thousand years so they needed to build uh, a thousand year army so that's essentially what they did with um with their prisoners um, to turn them into that um but yeah it's it's really crazy really gory and um and brutal but uh but yeah a lot of fun too nice so that's overlord great yeah that's a um that's one i did not expect in the top 10 for sure yeah yeah mixing it up there a lot of a lot of work put into this top 10 yeah, I had, to, I had to throw that in. Yeah, there. a lot of thought. <laughs> um, All right, what's your number seven? My number seven would be uh, Skate Kitchen. Um, it's a film directed by Crystal Moselle. I'd like I'd like to say it was made by A twenty four, but I I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but definitely an indie film. Um, and the most well known actor. It stars a bunch of girls, but the most uh, well-known actor in there is that everyone would know is Jaden Smith. 
Um, ah, nice. Yeah, and it, it basically <laughs> captures this uh, this New York um, skateboarding artsy subculture. Um, I'd like to say it's like uh, it's like mid nineties, like superior older sister in a way because um, it, they're both <laughs> nice. skateboarding films. Um, and I like one of them a lot more. I think it's just a skate kitchen is just far better. Like mid nineties is probably one everyone saw more because it's, um, it's mm-hmm. directed by Jonah Hill. So, it, and it has, so it has more, um, it just has better publicity. It got itself out there better. Um, while it's, Definitely, while mid nineties yeah. was an indie film, technically, um, it, it really was it it had kind of a hollywood thing to it since jonah hill has all the connections to be able to get the best people um on the crew and um the best people to um fund it make it and distribute it um so more people Mm -hmm. were, were able to see it on as many screens as possible skate kitchen wasn't that way and um another difference between mid 90s and skate kitchen is that um skate kitchen feels like it has an authentic voice of someone who actually um has been through this um <laughs> this conflict and this um been through this culture where mid 90s more felt to me like um kind of a gimmicky thing where Jonah Hill's trying to make something about some people he like thought were cool when he was a kid or you know just it's just more felt like he was um he was trying to fulfill a childhood obsession rather than something he actually experienced because when you right, when you watch yeah. mid 90s it's a um it doesn't feel real you know the characters feel um written by written by written in not it's not just not authentic the way skate kitchen mm-hmm. is you know like these girls all feel so real and um they're obsessed you kind of uh you kind of start to understand their obsession with skating and um as like things get in the way of that um you kind of you know kind of feel heartbroken for it in a in a little bit so definitely on my first watch it was a very just powerful film and uh, also a very fun um journey into this uh into this subculture in new york it's like 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 a great time it just feels it feels really real it puts you right into it nice yeah i i remember seeing you uh you review this on letterboxd and i uh i knew it was on hulu so i added that to my list on nice. Hulu. so nice cool so that's another one we're just adding you're stuff. adding a lot to my yeah. list <laughs> yeah. yeah cool yeah definitely recommend it and it's definitely it's um I mean it's awesome to hear you know how much you like that too and I haven't seen mid nineties but I remember um you talking about how it didn't feel like authentic and everything because yeah. Jonah Hill really wasn't like he was still kind of like a child star in a way yeah like he was already in Hollywood when he was a teenager so yeah um yeah so that's really cool and it's really nice that all these movies that you're saying are uh really easily accessible too with streaming services oh <laughs> and they're a little more lesser <laughs> they, known too <laughs> they, they are they are yeah i didn't yeah. even realize that good good for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know you planned that out so perfect. yeah <laughs> i if they weren't on streaming services it was out of my top 10 not for me 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Nice. Your so turn. Skate Kitchen. Uh, this is number seven, right? Yes. Number seven. Okay, my number seven, this might be... I don't know if this is one that we'll have to wait for, but it's Roma. Ooh, yeah, um, that's the one I took out of my top ten to keep eighth grade and another film in there. But it was going All to right. be in my top ten. Then there we go. Then we'll talk about it now. It Roma. was actually yeah. it was actually at seven for or six or somewhere around there for a while because ever since I saw it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, my my whole list overall was I definitely felt like i had to move around um there are a few a few solid ones in there but a lot of them i moved around but um yeah rome i definitely wanted to include in my top 10 um it's directed by alfonso Cuaron, who i'm sure everybody knows from either gravity or harry potter or children um, of men i haven't seen it but children of men yes um and i haven't seen it yet but uh e2 mama yeah i've heard of yeah very good as well um yeah so this was um i don't know a really beautiful film uh overall and um i actually watched this with uh my wife carly right after she got back from mexico so it was um yeah it was was interesting because (laughs) there are a lot of uh first of all it's good to uh to start to pick up on more spanish and everything um but also because i feel like it has a good history lesson in there um too just like mexico in the 70s there are a lot that happened in the movie that i didn't realize were things that actually went on um, right you know such as um a movement with the youth and how the you know looking into that later how the u.s was involved and everything like that um but overall you know as alfonso Cuaron said it's about um you know the woman the yeah, women who, that who, raised him who raised him yeah very yeah, personal so it's very, film it, very obviously personal definitely yeah and um, I thought it was really, uh, really overall, you know, it wasn't exactly what I, th- what I thought it would be honest. It didn't have too many expectations going into it. Um, this is another Denver film festival one that we missed, but, uh, yeah, overall, I just felt like it was really, um, uh, just a movie that really you thought about a lot afterwards and, um, and again, just beautifully shot and everything yeah. all black and white. No and, doubt. Um, could see why it's getting uh, awards awards buzz now um but what i heard is that it was supposed to be a front runner for um best picture and everything but netflix only submitted it for best foreign language film so uh so essentially yeah awards wise it it will probably win uh, it'll probably be uh i mean i'm sure uh, it'll be close to winning yeah it probably will win that yeah um Mm mm-hmm but yeah, I won't get any uh, best picture nominations or anything like that um, because of its submission. But uh, but overall, definitely, um, I thought one of the uh, it's it's definitely like an Academy film. Like it's yeah. one that uh, you know the Academy will love either way. So did you yeah, um, ever watch the trailer for it? Yeah, I did. Where yeah. the where the the great gig in the sky is playing over it. Oh yeah, yeah. That trailer's yeah. One of like, one of the best trailers of the year, easily. Like, totally, it's such a well cut mm-hmm. trailer. It, like, she, I I saw it at the theater the other day um, when I went and saw something, and it shows like all the best um, parts of the film, like just great stills, 
um, edited really like crisply, and then the song is just played so emotional. It's just yeah, it's a great trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 really emotional uh, film overall too, and mm-hmm. the uh, the main actress in it. I can't think of her name now, obviously, but uh, yeah, this is like the first first acting role she's pretty much ever had and apparently this was her sister was supposed to audition for it but then her sister ended up being pregnant and so she just told her to go in her place and then she got the role and uh and yeah and there's a lot of um unique elements about um you know indigenous um people in mexico as well yes um which I think is definitely overlooked at least in our culture we don't think about that so much there's some yeah yeah. eye-opening stuff like that all over yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's Roma, yeah, which is it, on Netflix. Also, while, easily. And accepted. while I'm I'm a little upset sometimes that like everyone's usually watching it on uh, Netflix because they're missing mm-hmm. the great cinematography in the theater. I'm also kind totally. of it's nice because more people are watching it because like so many more people have seen it because it's on Netflix. So it's exactly. hard. It's hard to be like you know. It's a you know this and yeah. that i'm with you there's there are two sides of it because it's it's definitely i i honestly saw it um you know on netflix but at the same time so much of me wanted to go and see it in the theater because i knew that was you know probably how it's essentially meant to be but um yeah i don't know saving the money and staying home is is just a lot easier but <laughs> um yeah it's the good the good thing about it is that a lot more people will see it that's for sure nice all right. Yeah. Your, number six. Uh, number six. I just for like forgot where we were in the order real quick. <laughs> um, my number six. Yeah, because that was your movie. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> my number six. I don't know if we'll have to hold out on this. Is uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh yeah, we might have to hold off on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the way you answer with everyone. Yeah, I think we'll we may have to hold off. <laughs> maybe maybe we may have to wait i don't know (laughs) just that super direct (laughs) who knows Uh, yeah or i'm just or i just really want to skip your turn each time (laughs) i just will never talk about him ever just cut out half the movies i i have all right well so uh you're number six then okay my number six well this might be one we hold off on too because this is one i remember you telling me a lot about and then um, it's also on Hulu, so I uh, I watched it, and it's sorry to bother you. Yeah, we're gonna have to hold up. We we may have to hold <laughs> off on on that one. I don't know. We may, we might. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's number six. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Quick. Well, look at that. We skip a whole a whole number. <laughs> like what? <laughs> whoa. whoa. Where are I we? I wonder in, why. Where are we now? <laughs> Stay tuned. You'll find out later in the no, show. Number five. <laughs> All right, number five. All right, let's see. We'll see if we can actually get to number five or if we'll have to wait. (laughs) (laughs) My number five is uh, Shoplifters. Shoplifters. Oh, I I have not seen it yet, but I'm really glad you finally got to see it. (laughs) I finally (laughs) saw it yesterday. As um, listeners of the podcast know, I failed to see it at the Denver Film Festival, but I finally (laughs) managed to see it yesterday in a... In yeah. the little theater at the Music Box in Chicago, and yeah, uh, yeah, it. Oh, I, awesome. I had to kind of uh, uh, haul myself through the snow in order to see it yesterday. 
but it was uh, absolutely worth it. It's a very um, fresh family um, film uh, in a uh, kind of shown in a light that we haven't really seen before. And um, yeah, it's 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 a great it's a great movie. It's worth all the hype. I remember we heard it was uh, the People's Choice Award as best uh, film at the festival. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's worth all the hype. I, I, I recommend everyone to please go see it because you don't only get immersed in another culture, but um, it really uh, helps you to, to define um, what like, you know, what it means to be human and also especially what uh, family means as well. It does it so, mm-hmm. so well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad you got to see it because I know that was a huge like. It was something I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, huge disappointment not being able to see it at the festival, but um, yeah, with all the hype around it, you know, winning the award, uh, and then that'll probably also be one that will be um, honestly, right up there I would Roma pick, for I personally would film. pick up obviously since it's in my top ten and Roma's not, I'd mm-hmm. I'd pick Shoplifters over Roma as best foreign film just for me personally. Um, it just like nice. yeah, it's yeah. it's a great one. Yeah, I definitely, that's one that's on my list too. I know they brought it back to the Film Society um, because it, you know, because it won the People's Choice Award and everything. Um, and I didn't get to see it the second time around. But uh, but yeah, that'll definitely be one. And I'm sure it'll be available streaming somewhere because of, um, you know, all the awards hype that it's getting now. Absolutely. Um, hopefully. Yeah, and and um, the theater yeah. I went to see it in also was packed, which was um cool, good to see. Nice. And the theater I walked out of in Denver was good to see too. So, <laughs> at least when it's been shown at these screenings, uh, people people are showing up. Yeah, and that's one. I mean, if just like Roma, if it were released on Netflix, maybe it would be uh be getting more publicity now. Um, yeah, and definitely, I mean. Alfonso Cuarón is definitely yeah. more. He has a lot of he has American a lot of pull nowadays. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't really have much more to say about. It. We've talked about it a lot already on this podcast. I think mm-hmm. since uh, because of the Denver Film Festival. But uh, yeah, that's my number five. Nice. All right. Uh, then my number five uh, is another one that was at the film festival. Um, however, neither of us saw it there, but uh, it's the favorite. Oh yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, so the favorite number five on my list. I really, uh, I really loved this movie this year, and honestly, it's not one I would have expected uh, to see in my top ten. This and Hereditary aren't ones that I would normally, um, yeah, I mean, make a make it a point to see throughout the year. Um, especially because the favorite one at first glance, it seemed like a typical like period piece from yeah. like Victorian England to Which me. Which is a turnoff for most yeah. uh, moviegoers. I'd a lot of moviegoers. I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it and it is not that in any sense of the word. It's um, this was honestly when I saw it in theaters. Um, out of any movie I saw in 2018. Uh, the theater was like laughing out loud more in the favorite than any other movie I saw. Yeah. Which the humor struck um, a chord for sure. Yeah. It made it a lot of fun to see um, then too. Um, And yeah, I I thought that I thought the humor is great too. The three main leads in it, uh, Olivia Coleman, uh, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, they were all great. 
just the chemistry between those three was really just hilarious and uh, and everything too. Um, and Olivia Coleman, I know, like I've seen her in um, just some like British TV shows. Uh, I feel like she's in a lot of like British comedies and stuff like that too. And um, and she was really great in this, really funny, um, and just great acting all around. Um, and and it's a little it's a little weird and unique too, which is like what uh, your yeah. most the most does. Definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, this is definitely up there with the lobster uh, for me on on you know movies he's made that I really like, and uh, and yeah, it's definitely one that I want to see again too. I thought yeah. it was um, it was really shot uniquely too and a little weird, and uh, maybe towards the end I, I I've seen a lot of people say that he didn't really know how to you know tie it together into one story at the end. And I I I, I, pers- that, I personally liked the ending a lot. I I I would need to rewatch so did I. I would need to rewatch it again though for me to wrap my head around it better. Um because his mm-hmm. his last act is usually always it is always very um it's kind of overwhelming at that point maybe for uh oh, yeah. people. Maybe that's why they think his endings don't work. I don't know uh yeah yeah i agree yeah good yeah good yeah, film that's, it's, I, it's worth all the i yeah it's worth all the praise it gets definitely mm-hmm. looks yeah. looks yeah, really so good uh, looks really good favorite. too it does yeah and the costume there's design, a lot of like costume design is really cool too yeah the costumes are great and um, it's cool seeing emma yeah, stone the... emma stone in a movie like this in an un, yeah, yeah, kind of an, great. an unhinged movie, you know, since she's be, kind of become mm-hmm. a, she's been an Oscar bait actress re, as of uh, recently. Oh yeah. For While sure. this will probably be nominated for Oscars, I don't think I would not say it's it's definitely not an Oscar bait movie, <laughs> to say, at all. No, no, not at all. Not at yeah. all. Yeah, it'll probably get some uh, some nominations. Yeah, it should. But uh, yeah, it's definitely not a typical and, and probably Oscar movie. and probably won't win at all anything. <laughs> no. Maybe costume no. design. Although I think uh, Olivia Coleman did win a uh, Golden Globe, oh um, cool for it, but the Globes are always they're what quite a bit different than the, the Globes are whack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they typically don't always uh, translate to the uh, to the Oscar winners too. But, All right, uh, but yeah, cool it's the favorite. All right, uh, number moving on to number four. Uh, my number four, number four. is uh, Barry Jenkins' new film, If Beale Street Could Talk. Nice. Yeah. I've not seen it yet. Another uh, film festival one, though. Yeah, I saw Shoplifters yesterday. Yeah. I saw Beale Street uh, Friday. So my number five and number four were both from the last yeah. couple days. Yeah. Beale Busy St- weekend. Yeah. Beale Street is worth uh it's worth all the uh praise it's getting. It's uh it's an incredible film. Yeah, it's and it's uh it's got just the best cast of African American mm-hmm. actors. Um and it it it's what's cool about it is it's like not totally about like you know, there's there's elements of op- oppression in there for um African Americans, mm-hmm. but there isn't. Uh, it's not like at the center of this story. Um, it's mo- the center of the mm-hmm. story is more about like love and family and um, uh, keeping that together and what's important about that. Um, yeah, 
rather than fight you know fighting like the every, you know everyone against them really yeah and survival yeah it's it's great the cast nice. the cast um we, you know it's it, it's got regina king it's got um uh you know kiki lane is the star she's never acted before and she's incredible in it um wow yeah Stephen james uh coleman domingo um it's got brian tyree henry of um of widows and atlanta and it's also got oh, a, nice. yeah. it's also got a really great uh dave franco cameo uh which ha- <laughs> and he almost he he has maybe almost maybe the best scene of the movie yeah arguably wow yeah it's it's um nice yeah very powerful film just like right when they fade in from the opening titles you're like you know what you know you're in for some uh strong emotional thing i i've heard the uh the opening scene is pretty pretty powerful in itself is that true yeah yeah definitely it doesn't yeah it does and it just doesn't stop from there really it's mm-hmm. it, it probably should win best picture i i thought I, yeah if nice. i would say it should out of all the films that will be nominated it, it should be, it should win it it'll definitely be because it'll definitely be nominated yeah for sure and i know uh I, regina king won um best actress or best supporting actress the golden globes one of those um so yeah, it's definitely it yeah. seems like it's gaining traction. Yeah, that's one that's definitely on my list too. Barry Jenkins. Too. Oh yeah, uh, and you Moon, still you still Moonlight, have time, of course. Yeah, so. you still have time to see that in the theater. Yeah, that's a recent one too. Yeah. Oh, you have um, oh. I mean, you have like probably a couple months now. <laughs> It'll probably really, be there yeah. for a while because of Os- Oscar season will keep it there longer. I feel. Yeah, once the Oscar nominations come out, a lot of theaters usually if they're the movies aren't in the theaters anymore they usually bring them back for um a few weeks just to you know promote the oscars and everything too so that'll definitely one i'll be looking out for um and another one yeah at the the denver film festival there are a lot of these that kind of go under the radar this this was at the denver uh, film festival yeah Yeah, it was it was one of the um the smaller spotlights so it didn't have a you know a red carpet screening or anything like that but (laughs) um it was screened there Man, we yeah, miss, so, we missed we missed so many good ones. So yeah, so much goes under the radar. So that's I mean it's good to know for the future. So um, you know we can we can plan plan better, but uh, <laughs> so we can like yeah, know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, at the same time, we got to, we got to see some good movies that were uh, yeah. just random. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, nice. If Beale Street could talk. Okay, that was your number four. Yep. All right, then. Uh, then my number four, we can finally talk about it's Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, so, which just number saying, was this on your list? Uh, six. Just saying six, the name. Just saying the name Mission Impossible Fallout gives me. Uh, it juices me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was. Uh, I mean, easily like the best action movie of the year. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite action movies that I've probably ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's one of the best action movies of all time. Like, it, Oh yeah. Hands down. We're yeah. like, we're like not worthy of this movie. Like, man, what I don't get is like, why can't this get some, like there's some amazing yeah. scenes and set pieces in this. Why isn't this getting any like praise, you know, now, like, of course when it comes out, it does well at the box office and everything. Yeah. But, 
Um, it's like only yeah. like few like people like it's just like the category of people who appreciate like great action really and like uh, find mm-hmm. it like fi- see it like a uh, see it at a, maybe a, a, in even an artistic level like kind of continue to rave about it like a year later you know it was probably uh, similar with Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, definitely, yeah. I, I, this, it's just there are a ton of action movies that come out each year that are just kind of like they're either popcorn movies or um, just there's no real plot line. It's just kind of let's yeah. throw Liam Neeson in this and it'll be a fun action movie that right. people will go see. But this is like genuinely well done. Yeah, um, you know, through and through, everything from fight scenes to stunts to just giant, amazing set pieces that you don't usually see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. This is. I wish I could see this like a thousand times. Oh, again. I'd I'd, so I'd watch good. it every day, <laughs> easily. Totally. <laughs> and what's crazy is like, they're on such a roll. This franchise and, it like mm-hmm. with the with a Rogue Nation, which I think is a uh, another perfect action film uh that i put as one of my favorite action movies of course ghost protocol probably too um mm-hmm. th- this film managed to like even like outdo those in a way just with um mm-hmm. the set pieces and the uh, intensity and um yeah and just yeah it, just the feel of it all like the tension that's there throughout is is just insane yeah, it's it's just so good, and like Tom Cruise is not human. He's not a human person. I just don't get the certain things he does, and he he does all these stunts. Apparently, he like broke his ankle or something, sprained his ankle doing one of those stunts that you see in the movie. Yeah, they try. Yeah, yeah. I think like when he fell one time, or when he I think it's when he did the jump over the between the two buildings for. The first yeah. time, yeah, he hit his uh, yeah. leg, yeah, during yeah, that chase I, scene that goes on, that goes on forever. Yeah, and there's so many, Tom Cruise is one of those guys that I would expect to be like this, but uh, sometimes when I'm watching a movie with maybe like Matt Damon or George Clooney in it, when I'm watching it, I'm thinking like, okay, like, they're such huge stars, I'm watching Matt Damon. They're not doing Clooney, it, you know? yeah. Yeah, but when I watch Tom Cruise, like, we're Mission so used Impossible. to him doing it. That's part of the draw of it. Yeah, he goes all out for these movies. He kind of, you know, you could tell he kind of he they're his like his baby in a way. Like, you mm-hmm. know, out of all he's done, these movies are for him in a way. He just enjoys doing it, like creating entertainment for us. <laughs> yeah, basically. he's he's crazy. Just yeah, in such a like a yeah. In like all the best ways, really. Like he he does seem kind of a weird guy, um, in person, but just I don't know the dedication he puts towards movies. You know, like you were talking about, it's, um, yeah, it's insane. And it just the, everyone in the cast is really great and likable too. Um, I can't wait for the next mm-hmm. one. Though. Apparently, it's gonna be Christopher McQuarrie directing yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please keep going. I don't know. I like I said this before, but. Even more so now, I really don't know how they'll outdo this one. I, I don't know what they're mm-hmm. going to do. I'm Same, almost yeah. nervous. Because <laughs> what they did in this is, is untoppable to me. 
Yeah, I mean that's going to be really tough. And I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that about um, about the others. I do. I love Rogue Nation too. I haven't seen Ghost Protocol, but I've heard that is um, oh really amazing. Yeah, you should see um, it. Yeah, it has maybe maybe the best Mission Impossible scene in it. Oh wow, nice. Like yeah. like when he's climbing the building, you've heard you know about it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen so many scenes a bunch of times, but never seen the full thing all the way through. It's like so, where yeah. the franchise has really starts to find its footing. It's really the reason why we have Fallout and uh, Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess another one, which should be crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I'm excited for that. That's for sure. That was my number four two days okay. ago as well. It would have been the same. Two days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until you saw Beale Street and... Uh, Shoplifters. And Shoplifters, yeah. Oh, well, nice. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my number four then. Uh, then how about move on to number three? All right. My number three is a film called uh, Support the Girls, uh, directed and written by Andrew Bujalski and starring uh, Regina Hall... Haley Lou Richardson, Dylan Galula, Zoe Graham, and McCaskey. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For those who don't know, Andrew Bujalski is known as, like, uh, the godfather of uh, Mumblecore. It's, like, Mumblecore is, like, features um, people like Greta Gerwig comes from there. Uh, the Duplass hmm. brothers are... Um, part of the mumblecore movement um joe swanberg a filmmaker of chicago is from there and andrew bujalski is known as like the master of this um uh kind of um form in this form of film and uh support the girls kind of takes place uh, it's uh like an off the highway sort of like hooters type uh joint um bunch of girls who um they kind of wear tight um tight uniforms and stuff and um that's kind of um the biz as the business model it's the draw of the place but um it kind of focuses on uh how regina hall the manager of it um really tries to um make sure these girls are protected um taken care of and especially respected by the customers um even though the the business is meant to be like a like basically a hooters you know or a tilted kilt or something right. like mm-hmm. that and it's just kind of really um it's a really strong and um relevant narrative for today um where um are where women are constantly um seen in as objects and are like like some women you know feel the need to um be seen as objects to excel maybe in society or like with in this case with tips tips and salary and stuff like that and um that pressure and how that's um how we're how like uh how difficult and conflicting that is and how we're all we're in a way seen that as wrong now and we're trying to move on from that um yeah it's it's very powerful it's um it's also very funny um (laughs) another one with very strong funny female characters and um regina hall has um in my opinion uh the best uh the best performance of the year um as as well as the best female performance she's like 
so good in how she um and how she expresses her care for all these girls and um yeah you just kind of the story kind of goes through her and um her emotional core and motivation yeah it's great nice i haven't seen it but uh i've heard uh i've heard good things about it another one i mean uh thank god i have hulu because hulu's releasing a lot of um 2018 movies um on there that may be lesser known uh but i i've i've heard that regina hall um really like blew people away in this movie and that she should get um some awards buzz but um you know who knows if she will or not but it definitely sounds like she's deserving so um yeah that's cool yeah i that's definitely one that's uh that's now on my list too i had no idea about it until maybe a few weeks ago or a month ago but um yeah that's awesome support the girls yeah support the girls everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I feel like, like that should be liter- more popular literally too. Uh, yeah um it's partly because it's yeah. it's fr- it's not like as it's not from a as accessible of a filmmaker you know it's 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 more of mm-hmm. a um the style of filmmaking isn't as accessible to everyone um right just yeah. it's just like it's like very slice of life and constant um a very talk a very talky movie and subtextual movie so mm-hmm. not not as everyone would be as into it probably especially definitely not the common movie goer not every common mm-hmm. movie goer. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, support the girls. Yeah, that's uh that's definitely on my list now too. So this is this is good. This is giving me a lot of movies to watch in 2019 that I missed in 2018. Oh yeah, yeah. and add them to your 2018 Sweet. list. It, it's fair to keep keep uh to keep working on it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, why not? All right. So that was was that number 4 or number 3? That was number 3 three okay <laughs> at the end we're gonna have to list all our movies again because this is gonna be confusing <laughs> all right number th- my number three is spider-man into the spider-verse yeah nice yeah <laughs> yeah so this is one um so i i admittedly saw the trailer for this over the summer probably when i was going to see mission impossible or something <laughs> yeah, and probably. i thought it was r- thought it was really weird i thought it was odd that yeah. like marvel just they're started making a another new spider-man spider-man yeah yeah and then, then now there's a, a new animated spider-man that's completely different from the live action one now i thought that was really weird and i had no idea what you know the spider-verse was or anything like that and then it wasn't even on my radar and then i just started hearing so much about how um how amazing the new Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie is and um, how it's so unique and funny and fun and uh, and everything like that. So um, I, I had to see it. And uh, personally, I'm a, I'm a pretty big animation fan too. I don't know. I love Pixar and I love any movies that are really, I don't know, animated in a unique way. Um, just like this one, I, when the Lego movie came out, I thought that was really dumb. I was like, ah, like why do I care to see, you know, the Lego movie? This is just like one huge ad uh, and everything. And then all of a sudden people were saying that, no, it's actually really good. And then I went and saw it and I loved it. 
and part of it because the animation in that is so cool and unique and interesting and then same with this um and it's also produced by lord and miller who did the lego movie too and um lord and miller also did you know 21 jump street 22 jump street um and i don't know for me sort of their style and sense of humor is really um i don't know hit me well it's kind of um, part of it's up my alley and i just think it's not the same cut and dry typical um you know like i don't know if you'd call it just like a kid's comedy in a way um and yeah spider-man into the spider-verse that was super unique and the animation yeah. was so cool oh it's it was... very it's very smart i'm sure almost mm-hmm. all the jokes went over kids heads in it <laughs> totally yeah 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 and that it was it was really like the only comic book movie because it was like a comic book but um in a movie <laughs> as dumb as that sounds you know it's not um just about a comic book it literally is a comic book come to life and so uh, yeah in a way you could um, say it's a par- it's almost a parody of a comic book movie with how aware it is oh yeah how much it's going off conventions of that sort that's one of the reasons why i liked it so much is uh yeah it's it, it yeah it's like one of the it's like making fun of the the Spider-Man genre almost at the same, but also also um, a, totally yeah. showing appreciation to it, and I obviously love Spider-Man too. And mm-hmm. it's definitely yeah, and, and it's better for me than anything that's come out since the Sam Raimi trilogy, Spider-Man wise. Like for for me, it's right up there with oh, those, yeah. with those movies. Like I've hated everything they've done since the Sam Raimi's and. So seeing this as a Spider-Man fan, I was just really pleased. Like, you know, I've loved Spider-Man mm-hmm. so much since I was a kid. Yeah, same. I'm not a huge comic book or superhero movie fan, I guess. Um, but I've always liked, like, Batman and Spider-Man have been the only ones that I really um, have cared about too much. Uh, and part of that is, yeah, because of the Sam Raimi, Toby Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man movies and um yeah i i didn't care for the uh the amazing spider-man um whatever two or three movies whatever those were and uh the most recent one was was fine but it wasn't um i don't even remember that much from it because i don't know it's really the, yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's whatever the green goblin and you know willem dafoe uh and uh yeah. james franco toby mcguire yeah. and the the first sam raimi movies those ones were always yeah um doesn't get you know, better what than I those. Growing up. They're my favorite superhero totally. movies no. of all time. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, and I mean, they still. I mean, obviously, it hasn't been that long, but they're still just as good now as they were when they came out. And, uh, um, and yeah, I thought this was this was way different than those. It was really just wacky and and fun. And um, uh, and of course, I loved like Spider Ham too. John Mulaney voice in that. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It was just a really, really fun movie. And um, yeah, like so many great voices. Um, Mahershala Lee as the um, uncle. Wait, I, I, and Jake Johnson as the, um, the overweight Spider-Man. And uh, yeah, he was perfect. And like Nicholas Cage is so awesome as Mm -hmm. the noir Spider-Man. Like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah so fun it's like so much good stuff in it that you can't like really remember all of it you know it's hard because right, it's yeah. such a qu- uh, quickly paced movie 
with the animation yeah. it has the freedom to just load up as much as it wants as fast as possible and it, it's it works absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's yeah that's part of the reason i love it too it's very very fast and just i feel like creative and um just a lot of just really cool animation that kept you in it the whole time but yeah like you said it's hard to remember everything that happened because there's just so much uh um, you know, just so much going on um, all at once. But, uh, yeah, that's my number three. Cool. All right. Number, Down to my the number, final two. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number two is Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You, all right. Yeah, uh, directed and written by Boots Riley and starring uh, Lakeith Stanfield and Tessa Thompson. Yeah, this uh, this has continuously been at the top of my list um, ever since I saw it over the summer. Uh, yeah, just um, inc- one of the most creative visions I've seen um, in a film in uh, mm-hmm. in recent memory, and um, I just love its kind of like it's like f- it's Fight Club meets Get Out cap anti-capitalist nature that it has and it's just uh-huh. un- unrelentless satire and humor um and um just how y- it, it kind of takes you down the rabbit hole um deeper down the rabbit hole than any film this year in a way that yeah. you'll never expect um and yeah i just love i love lakeith stanfield um one of my favorite um, actors nowadays. Um, I love Tessa Thompson. Definitely one of my favorite actresses nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just it's it's a film built by a bunch of very creative people, just all um, just ready to send a radical message to um, the world and not just moviegoers. I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, this is my number six. Uh, yeah, and it's definitely not a movie I've seen anything like before. Because um, going into it, I expect certain things, but then um, it just completely goes haywire from there. And as I, this is shown in the in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. But you know when they have like their white voices, yeah, um, and it doesn't like that's such a, a crazy weird fun thing that they do where it's you know it's obviously overdubbed um you know by pat noswalt and david cross and um you think that's going to be like where it gets the weirdest and it gets even weirder from there Mm -hmm. uh yeah now i i really love this movie uh and yeah yeah definitely way way unique i've never i haven't seen anything like it and it wasn't what exactly what i expected at all either yeah it's impossible to predict definitely like there's mm-hmm. no way you know you can expect the feeling you're gonna come out of, you know, with that film. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and the uh, yeah, like you said, the cast is great too, and uh, and Boots Riley. I don't know if you know him at all. I think this is his first um, first movie that he's directed, but I I know him from like he's um in the Coup and Street Sweeper Social Club, um, couple of like really great bands that I um that i always liked and then as soon as i saw that boots riley from those bands you know started um you know directing a movie i was like that's 
um it's definitely then it was on my radar and then um you know just hearing everything about it i i knew i had to see it and uh it definitely lived up to all the all the hype yeah glad you saw it he also boots riley was born in uh in chicago oh no way yeah so dang didn't know that yeah cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry to bother that's definitely uh i feel like that should get talked more about um, yeah yeah it's one of the best I mean, 2018 it's movies too, it's too radical and out there to be uh nominated by any um oscars uh, or anything like that yeah to be understand by uh to be understood by any uh let's say um i don't know maybe middle-aged americans or <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah no not at all yeah yeah it's but yeah a certain group will will love it yeah i feel like just the yeah the average moviegoer who just wants to go for see a movie for a good time or just watch something at home for a good time they're they probably won't love it that much because it just goes completely i don't know it, it's not conventional in any sense of the word that's for yeah. sure yeah yeah all right so that was your number two yes sir all right, my number two is A Star is Born. Oh, cool. That was my number yeah. eight. I forgot number about eight, my number oh. eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we first mentioned it. But... <laughs> you hear how I said that? I was like, oh, cool. I could. T- I saw that. We could talk about that together. Yeah, <laughs> Star is Born. Yeah, the wait is over. And uh, if you're... Uh, continued listener of the podcast you may know that i went to see venom instead of star is born when uh when had the choice and it's because i thought i i might not be able to see venom again because it might go out of the theaters turns out venom was in the theaters for months on end uh thankfully so was the star is born so i got to see that in the theaters too he left his wife alone Um, in the theater (laughs) stars for yeah and i see all these people like coming out of the theater he's a horrible emotionally moved (laughs) 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 and i don't know if you notice anything venom so far at least has not been in my top 10 um but a star is born is so (laughs) Uh, that tells you uh, you know the kind of decisions i made but uh but i did eventually <laughs> see it <laughs> i make and bad choices <laughs> really glad i did <laughs> but hey i i made up for it now yeah i made up for it so <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah a star is born is definitely one uh yeah i i wish i'd seen sooner obviously but it uh I, for me it lived up to all the hype i know it's gotten some just like any popular movie would it's gotten some backlash now but um I know right from the beginning I love the whole you know the concert where Bradley Cooper gets out there and it's like these really yeah. tight shots and yeah I'm not a huge country music fan and I honestly thought that's what it was mainly going to be throughout the movie and then right from the beginning you see it's not just yeah it's rock it's rock it's rock and roll yeah totally yeah so that and then I was like okay I'm totally hooked um and then even you know after lady gaga's first scene where she's like walking out of the parking garage and then i'm a sucker for like opening titles and everything like that and when she's just singing and walking out and then yeah uh star is born shows up yeah i um i love that so much too and and then yeah you know just throughout it i thought bradley cooper and lady gaga had a really great chemistry the music music was all great and um definitely one that i kept thinking about a lot after after i saw it 
Yeah, like those. Uh, yeah, it's hard to beat those. Uh, some of those concert scenes in A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this year, like, like when Lady Gaga like sings in that her first time on stage, everyone in the theater's like, you know, is like entranced. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like because her voice is just so incredible, and it Brett they captured it on film so well. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's obviously someone who's for years has like performed on stage, so she's really comfortable with that. And I thought she did a good job, you know, obviously being amazing on stage while making it seem um, that it, you know, she wasn't a regular at it. You know, that it wasn't her mm-hmm. day job. Yeah, when it she, really is. You know, she came off as um, humble and um, not confident at the beginning, which was good. Yeah, she's um, very good mm-hmm. in it. And Bradley Cooper is just surprisingly comes off as such a realistic rock star in it like he really seems Definitely, like yeah he seems like i don't know like he's a neil young or david bowie or something like that or like a southern bowie or something like that like he's uh he's so great his voice is so great and yeah really just seems yeah he was great too he, he and he writes these rock songs these songs which really feel like an actual artist's work from you know many years of making music (laughs) when Mm -hmm. he's just like you know transforming for this film real quick you know for you know probably working on it for a few years and that's it yeah yeah exactly bradley cooper was amazing and he's not like known to be a musician too and i thought he fit that perfectly yeah he just just like him as the character he was so good yeah he just came out and did it yeah, it really seemed uh, it seemed natural too, and I don't know about you, but like the supporting cast, I loved in this too. You know, Dave Chappelle as little yeah. as he was in it, I I love Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I he was. He just comes out of nowhere he and he's he's in this well shot yeah. movie, like not even there to be funny, be there to be a regular guy, and yeah, it's it's a nice little gem in the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he was great. Um. Yeah, and, and Andrew Dice Clay too as Lady Gaga's dad. I thought. He, oh, he, that it was that was Dice. A smaller role too. That was Dice. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. And I had no idea he was in it until I started watching it, and then yeah, and of course he doesn't look anything like he usually does in that. To, so it took me a second to realize, but yeah, yeah, uh, I thought he's he was not great afraid too. to cast uh, well-known comedians <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool too. So it wasn't necessarily um you know just the typical people you would see in um uh you know in a i don't know if it's oscar Beatty or just uh i don't know more of a mainstream movie but then there are these yeah um you know comedians who really show their acting chops in it yeah yeah while also being really funny too this is one of those like mainstream for sure not oscar bait but definitely oscar film that's like it's Mm -hmm. it's like like a good like one that does it well you know that's like how they all should be i'll like i'll i'll definitely give it that like it's mainstream Mm -hmm. and every everyone definitely saw it and adored it Mm -hmm. but it it deserves all all the all its praise like it was very well done yeah agreed yeah yeah and that's my uh my number two is star is born if you haven't seen it yet um, I'm sure you will at some point. It's it's gonna be one of those that'll be talked about a lot from for years on end. Uh, I feel like just because of you know who's in it, 
and uh and how popular it got so yeah yep my number two your number eight all right my number one get to number one is uh widows also my number one yeah <laughs> all right makes it yeah. easy widows yeah this is an easy one we don't have to wait at all yeah i think we've uh i think we've talked about it a good amount on this podcast already in the past but mm-hmm. uh yeah even after all we've seen since then this one still reigns uh, atop the the pile <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, man, yeah, this, yeah, it, it doesn't, yeah, it's still, I haven't found anything that I can put over Widows yet, you know, it's, yeah, it's hard. My whole top 10 list, my whole top 10 list, I moved around a decent amount, I think, um, but there is, I don't know, when I th- really think about all the movies from 2018, that's the only one that I know for sure that that should be number one and, you know, won't move. Just because it's, out of all the movies I saw in the theater or um, saw in general, it's the only one that I really thought about so much afterwards, and that was really mm-hmm. just sort of blown yeah. away when I, you know, yeah, coming home from the theater, just keep thinking about everything that happened and how much I want to see it, you know, again right away. Uh, yeah, it's just it was easily the easiest choice for me was picking this at uh, at number one for sure. Yeah. Um another boots riley's from chicago that's my number two widows Mm -hmm. takes place in chicago um it's so widows is such a progressive film in the fact that it's like um not just the fact that it's about three women heist members but also in how it wants to show these dark parts of chicago in such an honest way you know like from yeah. from how like big of a piece of shit Colin Farrell is per- portrayed as <laughs> to you know the economic inequality and or just to how like um, rich men treat women who, who are really needed it's it's yeah it's incredible it's, yeah. I think from this year of- it's one we'll be watching like in 10 years maybe um maybe the most like honestly like that and like mission impossible fallout to me are the ones in 10 years that (laughs) that we'll be watching like like this is still great (laughs) yeah totally yeah Yeah, it kind of makes me mad that it's not getting as much praise now because i don't feel like it was disliked at all but uh, now all of a sudden you know once we get to like award season and um you know people making end of the year lists i barely hear, hear about widows anymore yes yeah, uh, there was i mean definitely from the trailers it seemed it would be this really um you know action-packed movie and everything like that and it it wasn't but i think that's i think that's what made it an even better film uh you know altogether is that there was so much more layers to it than just being you know a heist movie absolutely absolutely yeah and while not even just with the characters but with the setting too yeah and while it's a good heist movie alone yeah you're right it's just filled with um uh character studies and layers um on and social commentary that makes it like one of the best crime thrillers that we've had in a long time 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, directed by Steve McQueen, who obviously did Twelve Years a Slave. Um, so obviously, yeah. you know, he's um, he knows he, he's know he knows what he's doing. So it's um, you know not just some random up and coming director. And it was also co written by him and Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl. So um, mm, yeah, yeah, I mean, another really uh, acclaimed movie. Um, with similar similar styles in it, uh, I guess I would say. Um, yeah, and I guess I'm surprised it's not getting as much uh, as much praise now. But yeah, um, yeah, I, def- I, I definitely feel in the long run it'll be one that'll be. Um, mm-hmm. It's gonna stand ten years from stand now for the sure. test of time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and being, I mean, obviously you live in Chicago now. I haven't lived in Chicago, but being outside it, you know, we. Um, we definitely it hits close to home in the way that there are a lot of things that are swept under the rug. Uh huh. And um, it kind of yeah, and just... that's that's kind of the main focus of the film too is the things that mm-hmm. um, citizens we as citizens of Chicago don't we try not to talk about, and then when it comes up, we're kind of um, fearful, and it kind of shows what makes what makes why the why the culture is what it is why people don't talk about it um like why material in chicago is not covered as much as it is because it's uh heavy and uh sensitive and um hard to understand and portray in a yeah yeah and and portray in a reasonable way i guess yeah i think this is definitely i mean not that there are a lot of um you know movies that cover that topic but this is definitely the best that I've seen in recent years covering, um, you know, Chicago in this sort of way, in a realistic way. Um, Cause really it is, uh, you know, one of the more segregated cities in the country, uh, you mm-hmm. know, if not the most segregated one. Um, and, and yeah, if, you know, tourists, no one, no one really gets that because the, uh, yeah. you know, the touristy spots, the nice spots are also they, nice. They yeah. don't see they go to the what Loop, talks they about go the to Wrigleyville, they go to Lincoln Park. Yep. Yeah, they're not going yeah, and then, south at all or anything like that. Yeah, you go a couple miles in a different direction, and it's completely different. Than yeah, that. yeah. Also, it has uh, Brian Tyree Henry in it, one of my favorite up and coming. Yeah, he's not even up and coming anymore. He's just great. You know, he's like in everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, of uh, Brian Tyree Henry of Atlanta. Uh, and he was in uh, he was in Spider Man into the Spider Verse too. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's in everything. He's one of my now. favorite new actors, man. He's great. Um, yeah, and like what's funny is um, him and Lakeith Stanfield both are. Um, two of the main characters in Atlanta and they're both in uh, my top two Lakeith Stanfield and sorry to bother you and Brian Tyree Henry in uh, widows. And yeah. Yeah. Dang. So it's, it's cool to see them uh, doing stuff because they're, they're damn talented. Like for sure. Like, I'm, Oh yeah. They're very, um, especially uh, Brian Tyree Henry, like as a, um, a, a like a, big like african-american guy who just kind of seems like you know you like a guy you'd see off the streets almost you know like when you're just walking around the city just a normal guy just, yeah his versatility is um unreal like he i love him mm-hmm. yeah i've seen some uh some interviews with him now too and he just seems like a really great guy too um he's been really funny and uh and um you know interviews promoting whether it's widows or um uh, or spider-man anything like that he's just been uh 
yeah, he's he's a very charismatic guy in real life. Yeah. It seems like too. So. Yeah, he was yeah. also in um, Beale Street. Oh my god! I, I think, yeah, I what, me- what wasn't he in? I mentioned that earlier, but uh, yeah, he just wanted to bring it up again. He's he was in Beale Street and has a great scene in it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. he's he had a good year. He had a good twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's for sure, definitely. Wow, awesome! And then Lakeith Stanfield is in um, Get Out too. People yes. know him from. Yeah, absolutely. He was great in that. And then Daniel Kaluuya was in. Uh, is the is the main villain in Widows? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we have all wow, these um, ties together. kind of yeah. <laughs> we have all these up and coming uh, kind of just like new African American stars who are just killing mm-hmm. it nowadays. You know those three and like Michael B. Jordan and stuff like that guy and like these guys who are in these, Donald um, Glover too. Yeah, these guys who are doing this um, the, these uh, progressive films, especially about like black people um, that are that have mm-hmm. a lot to say, and it's it's pretty cool. I, I'm loving it. Yeah, me too. I'll, everything they're doing is really fresh and um, definitely needed, I mm-hmm. would say. So it's, yeah, it's awesome to see this new sort of group or generation of, uh, of actors coming up doing these new artistic, um, you know, things that really haven't been done too much before. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's, yeah, that's our shared number one. The, uh, the podcast number one is Widows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That could be the so cover, definitely the cover for the Oscar season. <laughs> Just widows. Yeah, really. Yeah. 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 That's our All right, top so ten. To, con- to conclude our top ten list, Luke, why don't you just name your top ten? Ten to one. Oh, okay. uh, and then I'll name my top ten just so we have that we have that list down. For the reference books or whatever. Yes. Yeah. For the listeners it may be confusing, I guess. For the books. <laughs> uh number ten number ten, eighth grade, number nine never going back number eight a star is born uh number seven skate kitchen number six mission impossible fallout uh number five shoplifters number four if beale street could talk number three support the girls number two sorry to bother you and number one widows nice yeah and my number 10 is Leave No Trace, number nine, Hereditary, eight, Overlord, seven, Roma, six, Sorry to Bother You, five, The Favorite, four, Mission Impossible Fallout, three, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, two, A Star is Born, and number one, Widows. So those are all movies. If you haven't seen them, you've got to go see them. And should, if you have seen them, we should post our top ten you. lists on Instagram <laughs> with a picture of us going like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll like us, right next, then... us right next to our list <laughs> yeah then let us know uh let us know which uh, of our list that you agreed with and maybe some that we maybe didn't include in ours that you yeah. were in your list yeah yeah but uh but i mean if you disagree with anything we said then uh then you're wrong and your opinion doesn't matter no i'm just kidding but uh yeah this is a welcoming environment come on (laughs) john (laughs) oh no there are definitely some that uh what was that that? (laughs) (laughs) no no there are definitely more movies that i didn't get to see that definitely absolutely on my list yeah and everyone who loves uh paddington 2 so much um we're sorry we haven't watched it yet and we will put it in once we've seen it I think it's number eleven on my list. So, uh, oh, you have so sorry. seen it's... it. 
Oh yeah, I've seen oh, it. Oh yeah. okay, well I have. Yeah, John <laughs> has a number eleven. That's why, and I haven't seen Paddington too. So yes, worse. Don't worry. It's sorry, not sorry. We haven't we haven't forgotten about about Paddington. Yeah. Um, don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> don't think we forgot about <laughs> Never Paddington. Forget. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna be outside our studio, you know. Yeah. With, with pitchforks yeah. and torches. Yeah. Yeah. Protesters. <laughs> We're used to that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is very uh, cutting edge podcast. So, uh, you know, that's that's what we're used to. But uh, hey, you know, let's close out here. We've done our top ten. Uh, let's close out with just uh, a few of the movies we're looking forward to in uh, in twenty nineteen. And of course, there's always going to be those you know movies towards the end of the year that we don't know anything about yet. But um, I feel like there's some buzz about some uh, upcoming big movies. So. Luke, I don't know if you have any uh, if you have any prepared. I have a few written down that I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, I don't have um, many prepared. Honestly, I don't really have any. Um, I have. I I am interested in seeing the that Jake Gyllenhaal move film by the director of, and writer of Nightcrawler, Dan Gilroy. Uh, it's that looks pretty damn good. It's like a Netflix movie. Um, I just saw the trailer for that. Yeah. yeah. And that honestly, I, I can't I, think of the name. Though. I need to do my research on more of my research on what's coming out uh, this year because I'm still mm-hmm. very much stuck in 2018 right now. Uh, January is one of those months where, like, you know, and February to an extent is one of those months where movies are kind of dead. Like the theaters, there's oh, t- there's kind of yes. chucking out shit, and you're kind of worried. You're kind of focusing on the Oscars and also l- reflecting on the previous year's films. So I'm not really. Yeah, I need. That's probably what I'll be doing during this next month is like figuring out what I want to see. Um, what are not just like the mm-hmm. big budget movies coming out, but what are the um more personal projects that I'll be interested in and stuff? Because that's something I don't find out till sometimes last minute even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there. Are, I mean, even out of the movies in my top ten, I mean, I probably knew about one or two of them before, um, you know, the year actually started. So there's always going to be those that you know pop up that um, you didn't hear too much about beforehand, before they're released. I, I'll name I'll name a few big ones that um, are coming out. Um, I mean, one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yes, the Scorsese one. Oh, that's the Tarantino movie, yeah, yeah. Tarantino, yeah, and then Scorsese's *The Irishman* is supposedly coming yeah, yeah, out, yeah, in, yeah. Um, on Netflix this year. That's another big one. Um, Completely and, forgot about both both of those, and those are, um, uh, yeah, uh, directors I have liked since I've <laughs> since I wanted to try to uh, write and make movies. So it's funny that I forgot about yeah. those. Those are pretty, yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, two insanely influential directors um you know coming out with movies so those are bound to be you know really huge movies and talked about all the time um you know jordan peele is yeah uh, i don't know if you've seen the his trailer for his new one film. us yeah that looks scary yeah <laughs> i think i got half halfway through the trailer and then i stopped but uh i figured i'd still uh i'd still go and see it just oh I'm, I'm seeing um, it I yeah like jordan yeah Peele. i think yeah mm-hmm. i think he'll he'll make a good movie for sure um and then let's see another one um i wrote down is knives out which is um a new ryan johnson movie coming out it's supposed to be a murder mystery mm. sort of an old school 
Agatha Christie type uh, type movie. Um, and then another one, obviously there's there's like the final Star Wars movie coming out at the end of the year. Oh, wow, yes. Um, at least for this trilogy. Yes. Um, and there's also uh, another trilogy, John Wick. Um, yes you know the hell yeah that series is coming out i'm excited that for that picture john wick on the horse yes it's so yeah the first two are so great i, I just can't wait to see what they do yes. with the third one we'll have a good um, we'll have a good action movie for this year oh totally yeah my personally um my most in, most anticipated movie of this year is uh the beach bum uh, yes, by writer I wrote that down dire- too because I know you talked about writer and director Harmony Corinne. Um, it comes out in March. I will see it o- as soon as it comes out. Um, <laughs> I am looking forward to having a great time because this guy makes um, just like really fun, beautiful, powerful cinema. Like that is like mm-hmm. you gotta see, you gotta see like he, the, nobody does like what this guy does nowadays with um, the Im- with the moving image. Like man. Wow, that's that's a profound statement. But I, I mean, I definitely agree from everything you said. Uh, since we've talked about him a little bit, I have seen Spring Breakers now. Um, oh, nice! And uh, the so beach you bum. know you know the style then of what um, exactly the beach bum will be. That's kind of what he does. Is that kind of just images flying at you and that um that feeling um aspect of it? Yeah. And Beachbum has a great cast too. Yeah, right. Like a lot of huge names in it. Um, so yeah, not, since you've talked about that, I'm I'm getting excited about that one too. Um, and then some bigger ones too. Um, you know, Disney's obviously coming out with Aladdin and uh, and Lion King live action remakes, which those are bound to be huge at the box office. Um, obviously. Yeah, I think I think people um, will see those. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. Just a few. Um, and then one, I, this is someone who I've become a, a big fan of recently is uh, Taika Waititi and his. Oh, yes. New He's movie. got a new film. Nice. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit, which is coming out. And um, uh, I don't know too much about it, but it's got him. He plays Hitler in it. Um, wow. And apparently it's a kid who has whose imaginary friend is Hitler. It's based off a novel. Um, don't know anything about it other than that, but uh, but Sam Rockwell uh, is also in it, um, and I think Scarlett Johansson as well. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one too. That's probably a smaller one that'll be um, high on my radar. Nice, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I wish I had more prepared. Maybe uh, in the future I'll yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'll have. I threw more. I threw a curveball there. Yeah, like, damn it, John. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time you know who who knows like at the at our 2019 top 10 list um there'll be movies that we don't even know that are coming out yet that um that'll be on there so those are just some of the uh the notable ones um but yeah you should uh let us know on uh, on social media after you see the posts for this episode maybe what your favorite movies from 2018 were or what you're most uh looking forward to in 2019 and uh and and yeah it'll uh we're always looking forward to um to a new year new movies now that the oscars are coming up that's exciting mm-hmm. uh so so yeah getting ready for award season now yeah hope uh, hopefully everyone had a great year of film because 
We sure did. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't and, tell, and if you we had a great year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, of course, a great year for us. So, uh, like, widows so into the Spider-Verse. Like, get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and, of course, if you haven't seen all the movies on our list, then you have to because... Um, you know, we uh, we have the uh, the best opinions on what the best movies were. So, uh, so go. <laughs> Why do you think go we and do see this? Those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so these are the essential movies for 2018 that you should all go and see. But yes. of course, if you had something to throw in there, we'll we'll listen to that too. We'll take it under advisement. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh,